Hi, and welcome to the Australia Academy Dern History GCSE podcast. These series of podcasts will focus on the four units studied at Australia Academy Dern, those being Medicine Through Time, American West, Early Elizabethan England, and the Weimar and Nazi Germany. If you are not an Australia Academy Dern student, or you do not currently study these units, then these podcasts are probably not going to be that useful to you. Before I begin, it's also worth mentioning that these podcasts are not meant to replace your exercise books, textbooks, other revision materials, or other forms of media revision such as YouTube. The purpose of these podcasts is to fill those 5-10 minutes that you've got while you're waiting for your tea to be ready, or whilst you're walking to school, waiting for the bus, those sort of things. If you've got any questions about what I'm discussing, feel free to find me on Twitter at @atcohistory or on Instagram at thetieguy underscore teacher. Right, let's get started. So this is the final episode from the 19th century or the industrial period as I like to call it and this one will focus on what the government did to improve the health of their people. This is what we call public health. Before the 19th century the government didn't really focus too much on the health of their people and this was mainly because they felt no responsibility towards this. However as more discoveries and theories were developed the government could no longer ignore this issue. The government were first made aware that a problem existed by a man called Edwin Chadwick. Chadwick was a civil servant who was asked to investigate the difference between living in a city and in the countryside. To do this, he studied the life expectancy of the three classes, working middle and upper class, in both Liverpool, an urban area, and Rutland, a rural one. His findings were quite shocking. A working class labourer in Liverpool in 1842 would only be expected to live until they were 15 years old. Chadwick said the reason for this was due to poor housing and dirty streets. And so he suggested four things. All houses should have underground sewers, drainage and access to fresh water. And all dirt in the streets should be swept into the river. You see, Chadwick was a big believer in miasma, the idea that bad smells cause disease. And of course this was about 20 years before Pasteur's germ theory, so this theory was well widely believed. Although Chadwick's work was groundbreaking, by putting dirt into the river he actually contributed to making things much worse. The government did listen to Chadwick's advice, but it took them six years. In 1848, the government passed the first Public Health Act. What this said was that councils should introduce sewers, drainage and fresh water to their houses, but they didn't have to if they didn't want to. Therefore, only 182 councils agreed to these measures initially, and these were mostly in the south, as a lot of northern towns didn't like being told what to do by the government in London. However, in 1854 something happened that made a lot more councils sit up and take notice of the health situation. A disease called cholera struck England. People had no idea what was causing this disease which led to a horrific death. One man though had a theory. His name was Jon Snow, no nothing to do with Game of Thrones or Channel 4 News. He was a doctor in London and he thought that maybe drinking dirty water might be the cause of the disease. He conducted a study known as disease mapping, something we still use to this day, and discovered the source of the disease was coming from the Broad Street water pump. Once he had removed the handle, the disease stopped affecting people immediately. This made the government realise that they needed to do something about Britain's water supply. Now, at this point, I'm going to discuss another individual. Although she's not really public health, 
She did have an impact on the government and I couldn't really squeeze her into the other two pods on this time period. She is of course Florence Nightingale. Now Nightingale led a small team of nurses to work in the Crimean War in the 1850s and through general hygiene and cleanliness she was able to reduce the death rate of the injured soldiers in her hospital to just 2%. Upon her return to England, she set up a school for nursing and made improvements to hospitals throughout England. In fact, if you want to know more about Florence Nightingale in a little bit more detail, the BBC have a really good podcast out at the moment uh, on their homeschool history. Uh, Totally devoted to her and it is worth checking out. So, cholera, Nightingale, the discovery of germs by Pasteur, all had an impact on the government. So, in 1875, they reviewed the Public Health Act and this time they made it compulsory. You would think this would solve a lot of the problems. However, 25 years later, at the turn of the century, the infant mortality rate, so that's how many babies don't make it to their first birthday, stood at 16.3%. In comparison, in 2017, the rate was just 0.38%. During the Boer War of 1901, 40% of all soldiers who signed up to fight were deemed too unfit to fight for their country. So clearly more work was needed to be done by the government in the 20th century, which I'll discuss in a future episode. So, that brings us to the end of this mini-podcast and the end of the 19th century. Remember, this is one of three podcasts on the 19th century, so if you've not listened to the other two yet, then please check them out. Also remember, if there is a topic you'd like me to cover in more detail, then contact me through Twitter or Instagram, or leave me a comment via the comment section here, and I'll see what I can do. So, until the next time I'm talking to you about the wonders that is GCSE history, thanks for listening, give yourselves a high five for taking control of your own revision, keep working hard, and make your own history.